Hi there. How you doing? And welcome to Whiskey and Wine. 69. Yeah, yeah, baby. I'm Johnny. I'm joined with Lizzie Bobby. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're on episode two. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. So let's dive right into it, shall we? Mm-hmm. Please. How is your quarantine going? Um, what are those? What are those? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We are both labeled essential workers, aren't we? <laughs> We're privileged. Mm, wait, babe. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that just because I'm white. I'm saying that because <laughs> I get the joy and pleasure of still receiving a paycheck. You do? You didn't I tell think, me that. That's awesome, well, babe. It's Congratulations. Thursday. We'll see we'll see you tomorrow. I don't know. Okay. Well, with that being said, um, you can go screw yourself because that is not the equivalent. That is of being privileged? Def no. Of being an essential worker because you get to stay your ass at home and potentially still get paid. That's beautiful. Really it is. There. <clears throat> That's but, the joy of it. That's yeah, the joy of it. I love it. Coming at you hot. Coming at you hot. Yeah, you are. Definitely. Hey. Um <laughs> What else do you want to come on me? That's hot. Uh, I'm just or okay, wow. Ooh. No, I'm sorry. This I'm just got naughty quick. I'm deflecting. The point is is that from my perspective is that I am deemed air quote an essential worker because I work with animals mm-hmm. and I'm a vet tech. And although some animal clinics are shutting down to comply with the whole quarantine for the safety of their staff, patients, clientele, etc., vet techs are still considered, you know, essential workers. But I got to say, and you know this from my perspective, it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Because for me now, I'm not going to speak for any other vet clinic especially no other emergency clinic at that. Yeah, that's what but I was going to say. Yeah, I work for a veterinary clinic where we're in a very bougie area where although the clinic is beautiful, it's kind of like a sister to a sister clinic. And so it's kind of like we see like maybe one to two appointments a day and it's definitely like random updating vaccines, like stuff that can definitely wait, especially mm-hmm. in this crisis yeah, or a situation. Definitely non-essential work. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the fact that I don't actually enjoy or thrive in the environment that I have to motherfucking travel to and then you want to add a pandemic on top of that to Mm. where oh for real i'm 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 risking my life and those that i expose myself to um for what it's one thing if this uh virus was something that was only transmitted through people okay so we're limiting human to human contact you got the curbside service which i i know your clinic is doing but this virus is also zoonotic so even if you're limiting limiting your contact with your clientele, they, I am sure, are still cuddling up next to their dogs and cats and what have you. And most people, from what I can tell on my Facebook feed, don't realize it's zoonotic, which means it can be transferred from human to animal and animal to human. Mm-hmm. 
that that's a possibility. Absolutely. And so you having to go to work for doing your updating vaccines, like mm-hmm. really, like that could probably wait, right? Like yes. that's not if a dog doesn't update its vaccines on the day they need to be updated, what would happen? Uh, not much. I feel like I'm coming off as abrasive and resentful, and that is very well what I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's but right now, yes. Don't get me wrong. Like, do we see patients that maybe have ear infections or, oh, they ate a mushroom the other day, but they're fine now? You know, those are any concern is validated don't get me wrong by any means i never want to discredit that but the fact that i just so happen to work for a clinic when i'm used to high volume clinics that have several different situations that need addressing and attention i look back and i'm like they are closing down to comply with quarantine and here i am working for a clinic that has such lack of business to begin with mm-hmm. we have like maybe one or two appointments a day maybe four tops five tops and you're telling me i'm going putting myself out there in the madness when i would very well appreciate or very well prefer to embrace the introvert in me <laughs> and to not fuck with any motherfucker and f- embrace like what I need to catch up with and be by myself. And American Horror Story. Absolutely. At the very least, just like I would actually spend more time with my kids. I would spend more time with you, my boyfriend. I would not risk my very elderly parents to exposure because of my fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Because while we're at work, the kids have to go to them and they're and because their schools are closed 70 or older right yeah they're around the age of 70 yeah and they brought uh, like the thing like what i told you earlier was i can't do that to them yeah of course i can't do that to them but for multiple reasons because they are so selfless and of course they love me unconditionally because i am their daughter but they have voiced to me their concern about you know it would be fatal to us more so because of our age and because of our health Mm -hmm. circumstances so if we were to for whatever reason be exposed to the coronavirus we'd be fucked this is not how i'm gonna go out this is not how my parents are gonna go out and it's not how any of my loved ones are gonna go out pandemic aside like i like i woke up fine and i you know we had morning sex it was great it was great thank you i agree (laughs) um and then i got up with the intention of you know, uploading what I needed to to my laptop, having a coffee smoothie, and I was going to do my yoga and meditation, which is, you know, so important to me in my everyday life, but especially right now, although I'm lacking. I did skip that and I started getting angry because my um, supervisor sent a group text saying, you know, we're probably going to close early due to, you know, lack of afternoon appointments and I was just so on the verge of being like well do I need to come in in the first place I'm constantly within that mindset because I'm like not only is that saving the company money but it gives me a day to slow down and not subject myself to the bullshit that I know I will entail in that work environment but also my kids are out of school like many kids Mm -hmm. i am so lacking in getting them up to date with their assignments yeah with their online schooling it's basically like homeschooling yeah homeschooling is 
think about it who homeschools stay-at-home moms yeah. people who make it a point people or that have choose the fucking to. time people who have the time i and i hate thinking about that because the, the mom guilt is a thing no matter what you do or no matter how hard you try or what you contribute so in this situation where i'm still obligated to go to the same job that i would any other day right now oh add on homeschooling i would love to have all the time in the world to stay at home and be able to do online schooling with my kids and so where the guilt comes from is like okay i'm still going to work and i come home late it's damn near their bedtime i'm still trying to figure out how to fucking enroll them in the first place Mm -hmm. in addition to fucking pursuing it and engaging with them and guiding them with it what the fuck what the fuck is this So many things to think about. And I know I'm sorry if I'm coming off as venting or bitching, but this is my perspective and this is my personal experience. If anyone can relate to that, then cool beans. I'm sure a lot of people can. I felt bad for saying it just because we had already talked about, you know, the risks and everything, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, I want to think about, like, well, uh, still still got to make money. So, like, it's yeah. shitty as fuck. Like, the risks are really high, but there has to be some income there. And until something like uh, the Coronavirus Relief Act uh, gets passed, which is looking like it might here tomorrow, yeah. um, happens. And, you know, you get that uh, that paid sick leave or whatever they were Well, that's not something that I'm going to get necessarily unless I act on it. So well, yeah, but they presented you that paperwork because of this bill that's more than likely gonna go get passed tomorrow. Well, I'm in a tr- like I told you earlier, like I'm in a tricky situation where I'm like I have a foot in one world and a foot in the other where I feel guilt because of you know this morning when I asked you, oh, should I even go to work? I felt like it stemmed from selfishness and anger because I didn't want to subject myself to the environment and risk myself, but going forward in the same exact day I'm like okay this is actually high risk for myself and anyone that comes into contact with me it might seem like it stems from like selfish things in reality you're you're pretty much having those thoughts because you know the risk involved is extremely high now it's like do I really want to go deal with these people while I'm in this high risk environment yeah you know, like, so that automatically comes to front. So it seems selfish on the, on the surface, but obviously there's that underlying, holy shit, um, some people could get very, very uh, affected by this. Uh, people that yes. I love and care about and people see that every I day. cherish and that yeah. don't deserve that. The last thing I'm thinking about, I mean, if something were to happen to me, who would take care of my kids? Exactly. But Not the main me. thing I would go camping in the woods and <laughs> who knows how long those little little shits yeah, will survive. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be just fine. <sighs> Shut up, babe. But I don't the know about that. The point is, no, but you know what I mean? Like, obviously that's something to think about. My mom always is like, you need to take care of yourself and you need to quit drinking so much because who's going to take care of them? But that's pri- that's prior to the pandemic. Speaking of which, do you need another drink? Yes, please. So with all this being said, all of us are vulnerable to the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. But for me and my perspective, my main focal point that causes me anxiety is thinking about my elderly parents. Yeah. They are even more so vulnerable to this whole pandemic. And the thought of exposing them especially in their retirement them minding their own business and them extending their generosity yeah and literally all the data that we've either 
a have or b have been exposed to or that they're showing us whatever whatever you want to believe conspiracy theorists it it, it shows that the most at-risk people of you know of dying uh, from this are people over 65 already have severe health issues or like little babies like essentially people with weak immune systems Mm -hmm. but this is my perspective and this is my personal um yeah this is your personal journey and how it's affecting your life and i'm sure a lot of people can relate and whatnot but you don't have to listen to someone someone saying it's not a big deal go to work what the fuck are you doing at the same time, you don't have to listen to someone who's like, you're leaving your house? Why? You're going to kill everybody. You yeah. know, it's... it's. <clears throat> we have to deal with the, these kind of situations uh, that best fit us. And to speak on the stay-at-home order, it's it's strange that everything is so generalized and in regards to what's essential and non-essential. But also at the same time, it's kind of a good thing because people that fall under, like me, like the people that fall under a category that just so happens to be essential, like what I do is not essential. Like it's literally cosmetology for your garage or your (laughs) concrete flooring or your patio, your deck, whatever, whatever it may be. Like I'm literally just making concrete prettier. That's all I do. It's not essential to anybody's well-being or the community or the nation at all i'm sorry to interrupt you but what's funny about air quote essential which like you said is such a broad term is for you it's almost essential in the sense of you know it's able to keep another individual or individuals with a job because you guys are able to do i'm so sorry no no you're fine it's for you guys to be able to um, maintain y'all's job exactly but also you guys have minimal contact with people in general yeah i don't talk to anybody absolutely so i think (laughs) it's like that many less people of being able to be financial, you know, not financially restrained and still able to go throughout your day-to-day life with minimal contact and therefore minimal um, risk versus then go on to me on my end of the spectrum Mm. of air quote essential. Air quote is the fucking phrase or word of the day. I'm over here. I'm essential for my reasons being in the air quote. I'm so sorry. Healthcare field. Yeah all of a sudden for animals and i am actually exposing myself to not only people and animals and what's unfortunate about that that i personally have noticed is you're not only exposing yourself casually but also what other people are exposing to themselves because they don't mm-hmm. actually take this pandemic seriously. Exactly, yeah. Why does a pandemic have to occur for us to not engage in meaningless okay. small... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like yeah, how you did you that. All right. For us to not engage in such or so many or so much meaningless small talk. But it's also kind of like, it's weird that it's like, yeah, now intro- introverts are like flourishing in this environment thriving yes thriving they're doing this well they're is like your time they're like welcome to my world the rest of the world okay that's me like for real babe like i am literally like jesus christ cheese i know I, I i'm so sorry cheese and rice say what do you want i am so envious because on one hand, I'm like, I just want to shout in the streets like... You can do that. I'm able to 
paint perspectives on shitty situations. And I would love to be more so at home and not put myself at risk and also, you know, do this, do the shit that you do at home, air quote mm-hmm. shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do not want to in any way not appear grateful for the fact that I still do have a job. I'm 100% grateful. Like it, it is going to slow down and I can already tell a lot of people have rescheduled their jobs, which is, it's, that's fine. It's, it's fair. It's fine. I, I know people want to stay safe. We want to stay safe. Like we're not crying about it. It's, so like at the same time, it is nice to be considered quote unquote, quote, air quotes, air quotes. We're going to name this episode air quotes. It is nice to be labeled, labeled essential. So like if I do for whatever reason, which I don't think is going to happen, get pulled over and they're like, Hey, what are you doing out on the streets, boy? I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to work cause I'm essential. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't think it is essential you know I really, <laughs> like it's I really hard don't. to describe or explain why i'm essential yeah, like for me like, my job actually like if they were to like question me deeper like i'd just be like yeah i'm essential i gotta I gotta, gotta go to work and they're like yeah what do you do i'd be like um <laughs> well you see officer what had happened was for me my my job actually gave me a letter that says you know thank you for your service during this time basically it's a letter to present in case or in a scenario where I get pulled no, over, I where I am actually an essential worker. But, you know, there's resentment there. And I'm going to be completely transparent about that. Like, I have a very close friend, Jennifer, mm-hmm. where, you know, we met through being, we started off as vet assistants several years ago and... Back in the day? Back in the fucking day. The point is, is that she... <laughs> We've been drinking. At, yeah, we have been drinking. Uh, duh. Uh, that's the title of the that's podcast. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's called whiskey and I wine, know. but we're both drinking whiskey. We like to dabble in both. We both drink of us. whiskey and wine, and we like to 69. Not necessarily Amen, for the pleasure, but for the science. For the concept. Yeah. It's, for science. We're Someone's donating gotta... our bodies to a science while we're alive. Mm, y- yes. That's a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> I never thought of that. Wow. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> science? I am not a rocket appliance scientist. <laughs> so back to Jennifer, like, you know, I totally adore and admire She's her. She's non-essential or her she job She is absolutely essential. So the... So essential. What I'm trying to say is, is that she eventually um, transitioned into dialysis. So oh, yeah, fast, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. she ultimately deals with human beings that need dialysis so i actually asked her i was like you know how are you doing you know when you're dealing with difficult times i make it a point like reach out to a friend talk to a friend Mm -hmm. whether it be for a laugh or just making sure you check on them yeah make make sure you make fun of your friends from time to time absolutely absolutely like you everybody mental health is so important right now jab yeah. Mental health is so important, but especially right now. And so, um, you know, last weekend I texted, sent her a text. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? Um, I miss you. 
and she was like, you know, I've just been working. She works like 16 hour shifts mm. and I've seen a lot of her Instagram and Facebook stories of her with masks and being at work. And so, you know, I especially felt the need to ask she's her how she shit. was doing. Yeah, she's literally in the shit. And so she was like saying, oh, you know, I've just been working a lot. How are you doing? And I told her, you know, I'm going fucking nuts right now, like with the whole situation, like apocalyptic vibes. And she was saying, yeah, you know. Um, me too. I'm going stir crazy, just going from work, from home, home from work. And she let me know that she's actually getting paid hazard pay like a lot of people good, are. And what's crazy, good. I hear all these little things where even she's getting paid a significant amount more just for hazard pay working in dialysis. But, you know, I hear a lot of other things where Starbucks, the company itself, is giving their employees the option to be on paid leave or if they end up deciding to work they get paid like however many dollars more an hour to put themselves in this situation and work and i've heard that about a lot of different companies and the last company i heard about doing it i'm sorry what heb is doing something like that too yeah and i heard of that about starbucks so you can imagine me being in the veterinary fields and it's just like okay you're not they're just like you should be at work what are you talking about we're essential nothing has changed What's unfortunate about pandemics that aren't is zombie that related is that laws are streets. still intact. And exactly. that is what is so frustrating. The stay at home order should include if you see someone who's coughing and sneezing in the immediate <laughs> area of your person or home or loved ones, you have absolute permission to exterminate them. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Don't mind him. That is not true. It should be considered at least honey the only, I, but I the say, only I say reason that, why i'm not coughing and sneezing is because i'm taking hella claritin no i know i say that and like i smoke cigarettes so like i'll, <laughs> I'll you be coughing baby i cough like in public and i'm like i try to like hold it back i'm like yeah <coughs> and i, I know, get that like, little shit going and like i look around and people are like Bro. Yes, and my daughter like I'd be the first one to get ex- exterminated abs- under my, <laughs> under my rules. Like, yes, everyone needs to be fucking killed who's coughing and sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so yeah, you know, my daughter like barely just got over a long term sinus infection. I have noticed that I actually. Felt- oh, there's been a like within b- before like shit got ramped up here. There's been a lot. I noticed a lot of people like. That I know and that, like, I, like, see through Facebook and shit. Like, I'm in a lot of different, like, veteran groups on Facebook and shit that have, like, had sinus infections within the last, like, month or so. I'm like, that's, like, that's, is that a coincidence or is is there something going on there? I don't know what to say about that. Like, the only. Is that, like, a low-grade version of. I'm not a part of any veteran groups. It. I mean, shit, theoretically, like for me, I'm not a part of any veteran group and because we, I'm not a fucking veteran. The only veteran I know prior to you and any of my douchebag ex-boyfriends is my dad. A, a and he has like this eternal, eternal sinus infection that he constantly needs nasal spray. Well, veterans do a lot of cocaine, so. Not my father. You know, just not too long ago. You know what's so beautiful about your parents retire? For me, my parents retiring, like my dad retiring, we actually are able to connect on a different level where he's actually able to be like 
oh, cool beans. Like actually be able to have a casual, chill conversation without any judgment or criticism. That's beautiful. So when he, like I confided in him in several different things and I was like about smoking even smoking weed smoking marijuana yeah the devil's lettuce yes absolutely and he was like that is the first time you admitted to me for in your entire life that you have ever smoked weed and i was like yeah here i am dad and he was like well you know i used to the glory yeah and then he admitted to me when he used to smoke weed entering in his shop which basically means his workshop where he would do projects like wood working and things like that sounds like the best time to smoke weed yeah i agree with you and we're just like literally vibing and what it where is my point in this is like who knows who cares who knows who cares who knows who cares that should be the name of our podcast (laughs) yeah no right who knows and who cares um you'd be who knows and i'd be who cares <laughs> exactly thank you hey man, maybe we should we should get those that. matching tattoos actually right yeah, now we should all right so there was one last thing i did want to bring up because we talked about it earlier um <laughs> i wrote it down and literally recognizing accepting early signs of homosexuality in children <laughs> <laughs> it's literally literally what I wrote down. But there's oh, more God. there's more to it, but we'll get to, we'll get to that. It's but a it touchy is, subject. It is a little touch a little touchy subject, but But it's also a beautiful subject because, you know, um obviously I've been raising my son Sailor mm-hmm. from the beginning. You know, from I gave birth to him. But you know, recently Johnny entered our life and he's now their stepdad pretty much yeah if you will and i feel like it has never crossed my mind that he may or may not be homosexual or gay until now Mm -hmm. and what's funny is that we both you know made eye contact and we were like do you suspect that and i think it has a lot to do with some of his mannerisms and the way he reacts to things and the way he um chooses things in certain circumstances yeah and those are just early signs those are early signs like he like you said and what i also tried to make a point to say is like you know you don't want to push anything and if they're just suspicions they're just that they're suspicions you can't dictate or foresee anything that's actual until it's confirmed by the individual themselves so like my first impressions of sailor were like he's i mean he's five so he he's a little sensitive you know he cries a little bit and so i chalked it up to like okay he's a sensitive kid and he's been raised by a single mother his entire life i i get it and i could see that in my mind i was like he's just a sense of little guy and that and that's fine and that's fine he hasn't had a strong father figure in his life for pretty much at all really am i wrong no, you're not wrong. Yeah, so and and that tends to happen. You get a little bit sensitive because you're around you're around women all the time. You get a little sensitive when you're around women. And what he means by women is like he has an older sister, and then he yeah. has me, who's feminine. Yeah, you've got your point of views and whatnot, and and that's cool. It's it's not an issue whatsoever. And when I met him, when I was interacting with him, like for the longest time, I was just, I was just like, yeah, he's just a sensible little guy. Like <laughs> he just needs he just needs a, a a dude in his life to show him that it's you know to 
put a little dude in him. You know, it's if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. That. Uh, we're not. Nah, I'm not gonna even go there. But <laughs> I'm gonna put wait a, a minute. Hold I'm on gonna a put second. a little dude in this dude. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. that's gross and inappropriate mm, and yes, very illegal. No. <laughs> this might not go there. No, that's not what he meant. Um, no, but I was just like, he probably just needs a, sh- a strong male role model in his life. And I'm more than happy to be that for him because I've always looked forward to that. I've always wanted to be a strong male role model for uh, my offspring or or an offspring of a woman that I love. And so it wasn't until fairly recently um, that I started to actually suspect that there might be a little, little of that in him. I'm not one of those you know, uh, boomer fathers who, uh, sees something like that in their kid. And it's like, you're no son of mine. Get the fuck out of here. AKA <laughs> homophobic in any way, yeah, censor no, form. I'd like, yeah. So we were, it was just me and the kids. Uh, Lizzie was at work, right? Putting all of us at risk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was at work. And so it was just me and the kids. We were having a day and we ended up playing life. They had never really been taught how to play. And so they were like asking me, like, teach us how to play. We really want to play. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's do that. I, that sounds fun. And we get to the part where you choose a spouse. I think Mitzi actually got there first and she chose a husband. Okay. Which is my older daughter. Yeah. Who's eight. <clears throat> yeah. And then Sailor got there and uh, I was like, all right, it's, it's, it's time for you to choose a spouse. I don't think I would like prompted the question to him any certain way. I was like, all right, you got to, you got to choose, you got to choose a a spouse or whatever. And was like, uh, I want a, I want a husband. And I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I want all boys in my car or whatever. He like, he was like, (laughs) just having fun with it. He was like, I just want all boys in my car. And I was like, all right, double checking. I was like, you want a husband? And then Missy like joined in, like she could tell like what I was doing. (laughs) And she like joined in. She was like, yeah, sailor, do you want a girlfriend or a boyfriend? friend and she was like i want a boyfriend i want a husband i want all boys in my car and he just kept saying it. and i was like cool yeah let's let's get you a little little blue guy in there like, in your car yeah i was like yeah that's cool man that's that's fine it's, it's no thing and then, like that's when i was that like that moment right there i was like maybe we we might see in the future that, that was the immediate indicator yeah. i was like i didn't like see him any differently i was just like that's cool man like you're it, like i right, cool yeah i was like tell him what mitzi said next his sister it, it made me chuckle a little bit but i was like not trying to like make it so obvious that it seemed like i was laughing at him like i didn't want him, i don't want him to feel that way at all like it just made me laugh because it was just funny in general like if my best friend who is a grown man said the same thing i'd laugh just because mm-hmm. it's funny obviously <laughs> smiling i'm like all right man yeah let's let's get you a dude in there <laughs> and missy was like yeah sailor's gay for the day <laughs> <laughs> and like i didn't say this out loud but i was like well he's probably gonna be gay every day for the rest of his life <laughs> if that's actually the case yeah, yeah. If, if that's and you know if that's the way it is man that's cool at the same time I didn't say anything like, are you sure you don't want a, you don't want a wife? You don't want a girlfriend? That's what boys are supposed to have. I didn't say anything like that. And I didn't say like, oh, you want a boyfriend? 
okay, yeah, you should do this and be this. And this is how boys who like boys are supposed to act. I'm not forcing any which direction on him. And I know you aren't either. Like, that's something you would do on any human being, no matter what their age, uh, let alone a very impressionable five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. he wants a he wants a car full of dudes. Let's okay, have a, let's have a car full of dudes, dude. Some of the best times of my life have been with cars a car full, full of dudes. Cars full yes. of dudes. We're just and I a constantly blast. make fun of you for that, but jokingly, a small point of this is that you know nothing really indicates anything until there's confirmation once they're exactly. able to make that and decision. He's five. There's not going to be any sort of confirmation for at least another decade really yeah Real, realistically exactly and what our their... jobs are as parents is to kind of give them a safe space to be able to do that yeah. and offer them whatever guidance and wisdom that we can exactly. and also be able to be like you know set boundaries if you're in a heterosexual relationship as a minor or a homosexual one you're still not allowed to do a b and c because mm. you are not you're just of a little that kid. mature age yeah so i think it's mainly about not for like what you just said and i really appreciate me not being there and not expecting that for you to handle it so well so i want to tell you that i appreciate you so much for that if we were to fast forward 10 years or even more than that really because 15 is still fairly young yeah let's say early 20s is if whenever it's time for you to air i'm gonna say air quote air quotes come out of the closet that is your decision to make and nobody should be able nobody should force you in into that if you were in fact gay and were to come out of the closet i think that's when parents are like oh yeah you know that totally makes sense because and that's that's when we come in with you know when you were five you were doing things like this like breaking the news like telling me like coming out of the closet to me and me just being like dude i knew since you were five (laughs) and i think that's such a beautiful thing like it's an incredibly just radiates light because for you to be able to be like oh you're acknowledging this now well i've actually known for quite a while yes and i've always accepted you yeah i've always (laughs) accepted you i accept you now and i accept you eternally and whatever you need even in your struggles which you will deal with here i am that's what i am part of your support system because we all go through something where we no matter what we go through, whatever society has conditioned us to think or whatever society has categorized us in, whether it be directly or indirectly, we've all struggled with feeling unaccepted or yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. And for him, for me or you to suspect that he's homosexual, you know, as heterosexual individuals dealing with that and then thinking about somebody who's homosexual, I understand people trying to accept, but also living with that fear of like, oh my God, what is he going to go through? Or what is he going to go through when I'm not able to control that? Absolutely. Those thoughts go through my head, but that's part of growing up and going through life though. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you going to say? Like, don't be gay because you're, it's going to be rough, dude. It's going to be hard, dude. Just like all the dudes. Yeah. They're going to, you know, like, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. You know? No, I'm like, yeah. All I we mean, can really do is offer him a nurturing, as healthy as possible environment for him and also establish what we would in any one of our children and in ourselves to decipher what you give a fuck about and what the fuck you don't for your own sanity, individuality, confidence, and mental health. 
And I would give him the exact same advice that I give anyone else that feels like they're having some outside negative force pushed onto them. Tell those people to fuck off. (laughs) Legit. Legitimately. Legitimately. What Tom Segura said, like, you having a right to opinion and you having a right to express it. But that doesn't mean... I have to do anything about it. And I I can understand the struggle between being raw and honest with somebody and then also encouraging. But I think that's our jobs as individuals, whether it be to our friends, our spouses, our children. We have got to find that fucking balance where we're like, you know what? Fuck off and I love you. Yeah, exactly. I think a good sentence for it is, Holding people accountable while holding them. Oh, intimate. Yes. And that's my favorite word. Um, <laughs> maybe that's going into a different direction, but. That's why every time I hear the kids say, like, I can't do that. I immediately say, no, yes, you can. You can absolutely do that. Whether it be something like stupid, like Missy's always saying she's bad at math. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> not you're you're legitimately not bad at math because like you're pretty smart but like even if you were in a literal sense not very good at math or whatever like you could be yeah you just have to want to be and apply yourself and yeah and apply yourself and then you very well could be in math like the only reason i am not a rocket scientist right now is that i didn't want to be a rocket scientist okay i was gonna be a robot surgeon but I didn't want to do that actually that much. So I instead went into, um, you know, the Navy. (laughs) It's funny that you say all these things because when you say air, like what she said. Air quotes. I'm going to try and stop saying that. Air quotes. No, she's just naturally good with work ethic and being amazing with school. And I take so much pride in that because I am, in fact, a hot mess mom. And for not only one of my children, but both of my children to excel in anything, let alone (laughs) all of the above, that just tells me so many things. Like, it just makes me feel really good. She is very good at English and illustration and art, but mainly because those are what her passions are. Yeah. But I feel like she's so smart and naturally good at things is that she's... The only reason why she's bad at math is because she doesn't give as much of a fuck about it. Yeah. Yeah. My my thing was like like I'm pretty good at math up to a certain point. Like and and I can directly correlate that point with where I stopped. I realized I was like, this is fucking retarded. Like why am I don't want to do this? Hold up, baby. Use a different word for that. Oh, Cajun. This is fucking Cajun. <laughs> if you haven't seen Tom Segura's stand-up, see it. You'll understand. This is fucking Cajun as shit. And I stopped caring, and I did the bare minimum, and I didn't really learn. You know, I occasionally have to calculate doses for, like, administration, administrating drugs. And I emphasize occasionally, depending on what clinic I work for, I still, like, you memorize the fucking equation, and you're good. Yeah. Like, I am constantly converting, like, ounces to gallons and vice versa and stuff like that. Different measurements with liquid and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I can pull out my phone 
and look it up in a split second and know exactly what I need to do. Exactly. And so it's like, just inter- I don't know if this was your point, but like it's interesting that that was so there was so much emphasis in that while we were growing up in school. Oh, I know. Whereas we nobody know seems to know how to file their taxes themselves. Right. Nobody seems to know how to have life skills as far as how to have communication skills I literally or hired, hired how you. to even have organization skills at home or how to, like I just said, communication and dealing with people, whether it be in the workplace or in personal relationships or in life in general. It's just interesting to me the emphasis on certain things that aren't actually as, you yeah. know, utilized. The education system in America definitely needs to be revamped like a fuck ton in so many different ways a fuck ton yeah i mean it's just it's 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 ridiculous unless that is your specific realm or uh specialty or what is it major yeah that's why the fuck is that generally emphasized in schools if that is not what you're even going for i feel like everybody should have a general curriculum no matter what you're interested in or what career path you choose everybody needs communication skills everybody needs to have basic life skills so why the fuck is that not implemented into the curriculum long story short uh don't go to school (laughs) schools for fools yeah like think about like all the people that were high school dropouts and that were successful yeah there's a lot of them i couldn't name one right now um kurt cobain is quentin tarantino one I have no idea. Have uh, no don't idea. get me wrong. Like, I know I sound totally like hippie-dippy anarchist. Do you, do, do you actually know that for sure? Kurt Cobain? Baby doll. Well, he definitely Remember one of the episodes of American Horror Story? You're basing that information <laughs> off of an episode no, of American I, Horror Story? baby. You're right. I should probably stop should going into research. the realm of crazy. We should do more research. All I want to say is that I actually didn't even mean to get into the whole topic of the education system. I, <laughs> I know, like, neither did I. I thought we were talking about all my, know, the early signs like, of my son being gay. I was like, literally, I was like, we can get it. I would, you cut me off and like <laughs> immediately went into it. But I was like, we can get into that. And like, you were like, yes, we can. And went into it. But I was, the, the rest of that sentence was later. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'm sorry, baby. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so it, no, sorry. it was it was good. It was good. We can actually continue that and go into more subjects. Yeah, because there's going to be later. more episodes, and we will dabble into so much other dumb shit we that's will. actually fucking relevant. All right. All right. I love you, and I love you. Um, I love this podcast, and I love and everybody for listening. Yeah. Fuck it. Even though you're not touching my genitals. Me or the pod cast listening people the audience yeah yeah can i oh for sure okay thanks yeah for sure thanks for the permission yeah consent is important people yes it is i will sign a form from all of us here at whiskey and wine we're gonna bid you adieu